which brother T is how I'm going to start this podcast. You know what the hardest thing about a podcast is? Probably the opening. The opening. Yeah, I'd say so. The I don't practice the opening. It's yeah. like a sermon. Let me tell you. You probably know the very first few words coming out of your mouth in a hmm. sermon. I don't. I walk to the pulpit and think, what am I going to say first? Really? Yeah, because once yeah. I get started, right. as you well know, you can't stop me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I have to, uh, I have to somehow draw it to an end. But yes. uh, you know what? A great mind like this without depth. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you can keep digging and digging and digging and, and don't. And so it's hard yeah. to know where to stop in the digging. You but, know what I'm having trouble with this morning, though. Yeah, I do. What? I, I'm cheating. Uh, that well, a couple of things. Number, I'm cheating. Go ahead. Um, I'm cheating on Maxwell House. <laughs> yeah, you know, one yeah. of uh, I one of I'd our never hear come out of your mouth what you said this morning. <laughs> one of our podcast listeners and one of my precious friends, Jennifer Nichols. Yeah, sweet girl. Uh, yeah, she's been with me uh, to the island of Jamaica many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, she sent me a box of K Cup uh, Black Rifle. And and I'm telling you, don't tell Maxwell House. Yeah, but it's pretty good. You're being and unfaithful. we're drinking it right now. You're drinking it. I'm You're being unfaithful. It. I'm not. I'm because I have several coffee girlfriends. Yeah, <laughs> and they all know. Yeah, do they know? Yeah, okay. that I drink around. Well, Maxwell House. <laughs> Maxwell House does not know. Okay, and we'll keep that so under wraps. Uh, we need to keep it like that. But this is pretty good. You know, I recently good. recently was in Pigeon Forge, and they have a couple of black rifle. Uh, coffee shops up there. Yeah, I and, saw that on a uh, video about the tourism at Pigeon Forge. Right. I've not been in them. Mm-hmm. One is at the island, is that yes. correct? And yes. the other is in Gatlinburg itself. Well, right? there's another one that just opened up uh, okay. in Pigeon Forge. Okay. Yeah, and um, and so uh, yeah, it's my it's, wife and I are going good. up there um, the first week in December. Okay. So uh, I'll yeah. be looking to go in there. Yeah, they got some cool T-shirts and coffee they mugs do. and that sort of thing. They do. That's not one. No, no. This is okay. Not one. No, no, they do have some cool stuff. And right. uh, I'm, I'm just, we got to do a little Christmas shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I do a little Christmas shopping. It's Thanksgiving week, brother. It is. Well, it That's is what it is for people. Yeah. Whenever they listen to this, right. I know some people will listen months away when uh, you know they've just discovered our podcast or something like that. But for the time that we are recording this, we are recording right at. Thanksgiving. As a matter of fact, just a couple of days before. So, Brother T's probably going to take a day or two off. Uh, as my brother tells me, now that I'm retired, no such thing as taking vacations or a day off. So, uh, this, um, I'm just, it's just like another day to me. Except, Brother T, what we're going to be studying and talking about today is like the Bible passage that comes to mind. When we talk about Thanksgiving, yeah, I mean, if you're going to preach on Thanksgiving, yeah, that's pretty much the one I you're going to turn back to. I at my notes. Uh, last time I preached at church was at Thanksgiving. It was Psalm 100. Really? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, it was yeah. like Thanksgiving service or yeah. community service. It I was actually it was. last year, I think. It was last year, yeah. but I don't remember what the date was. But I mean, no. I did see where I had preached on Psalm 100. Yeah, it was I a sh- Tuesday before Thanksgiving. That's what it was. Yes, that's the community Thanksgiving. Yeah, because service. tonight we're doing it, of course, again, and I'm preaching on Psalm 95 tonight. Yeah, because you stole. Psalm I stole one hundred. Yeah. Of course, you could preach yeah. one hundred every year. Because as a kid in elementary school, we read it every year uh, around Thanksgiving. That's back when you could read Bible in right. school. Yeah. Yes. 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 I think that somebody read it over the intercom. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. When I grew up in East Lake Elementary, our teachers read it. I never yes. will forget Mrs. Bible, my second grade teacher, Mrs. Bible. <laughs> she couldn't would, be hired anymore. <laughs> <laughs> read the Bible. And if you did not listen carefully, she'd whoop you. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> With the Bible, no. She would not spare the rod. No, she would not. <laughs> now, I, it's really true that... Um, Along with drawing pilgrims, I love to draw pilgrims because they were so easy to draw. And the turkeys with your hand. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Draw the turkey with your hand. Right. The other thing, the third thing, uh, was the Psalm 100. Okay. Yeah. And and there, you know, they things were plastered all over the walls in elementary right. school. Your little turkey yeah. hands, yeah. pilgrim hats, muskets. Yeah. Well, I'm an Indian, so I had Indian oh, feathers. Yeah. 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 But you yeah. know. That was kind of before we were still friends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys actually helped us uh, Europeans. That's true. That's right. At that right. time. Yes. It was later in the Western expansion that right. uh, yeah. we treated you so poorly. Yeah, and I uh, still haven't gotten over it. No, yeah. you should. You're right. Yeah. You should. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't know. I would not, much said, brother, I would not be involved. I would have been. I know. I would have yeah. been with you. We're tight. Way. We're tight. We're tight. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're talking about what? The 100th. 100th. I think that's what Spurgeon called it. The old 100th. I think that's what he called it. Well, it is pretty old. Yeah, it is. It's it is. Uh, older than Jesus. Right, right. You know? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Hebrew Psalm 100. Mm-hmm. One of the Psalms that they would sing on the way to the temple. Right, right. Here's what. If I were to ask people, uh, what's the two most famous passages of Scripture in the Old Testament? Or if we got more specific, what are the two most famous, most oft-quoted psalm? I think we'd know what that would be, right? Yes, I share one every funeral, I think. Yeah. I mean, usually it's requested. Yeah. If it's not, then I just insert it. But yeah, of course, Psalm 23. 23, man. Yeah, Psalm 23. And I agree with you. That uh, this one is it's number two, probably. Is the second Don't you one. think? Yeah, it is. Um, it is because it's not as people read Psalm twenty-three more often. But I think mm-hmm. there is a reason. That's what I wanted to talk about uh, before we even read Psalm one hundred. Mm-hmm. Is that Psalm twenty-three is a personal psalm? Mm, okay, the That's Lord right. is my shepherd. Yes, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a very yeah. personal psalm by David. This psalm is not a personal psalm. It's a corporate psalm. Mm-hmm. It's for the people. Yes. We are the sheep of his pasture. He made us. We didn't make ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I don't want to get on my soapbox again, but I think the one thing is that we lost in Western Christianity, and I'm not even saying uh, the difference between Christianity and Judaism. There is a huge difference there. But uh, even our free spirit in the West, in America, where we're very individualized, mm-hmm. we tend to draw towards Psalm 23. Yeah, I, we, I agree. we think of our faith as a very individual faith. Mm-hmm. Um, the churches in Europe, and, um, and if you wanted to go on back to the Jews, not so much individualist in this faith, but very much seen as a family, yes, as a group, right? Right. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that when we get into Psalm 100, but I think for that reason, Psalm 100 has never been quite the favorite that Psalm 23 is because we we always talk about uh, our faith is a relationship, not a religion. Mm-hmm. You know, he uh, he's uh, Abba Father, Daddy. Some people go as far as call him Daddy and right. that sort of thing. And it's a very much more intimate type faith. And I don't mm-hmm. disagree with that. Yeah. I think that's truth. But it is expounded upon and alliterated and preached on and devotionalized so much that we do lose 
the picture of us as a body of Christ yes. being together in this thing and that we should rejoice together. That's why I do like uh, what you what we used to do was the community wide Thanksgiving service mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. Uh, it's typically Presbyterians, Methodists, Baptists, Assembly of God. That was the group that got together in ours. Uh, I won't talk about the one guy from the other denomination did it one year and then they threw him out because he wasn't supposed to uh, associate with us. <laughs> you know that kind of uh, I do. group. I do. Uh, but I, I now, like, for example, I've got uh, four preaching gigs coming up in the next six weeks, all at Presbyterian Church. Is that right? That's great. Yeah, and that's that what I great. wanted to yeah. do. Now, Am I Presbyterian? No, mm-hmm. I'm not Presbyterian, but I'm not going in there and try to turn them into whatever Baptist or Bible thumpers or yeah. you know whatever it is. Yes. But I'm looking forward to uh, you know sharing with them mm-hmm. and seeing other people worship in a little bit more liturgical, a little more formal way. You know, lighting the candle, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Yes, I mean there are some people who really are moved by that. Right. That, yes. That's a part of their. And that would be true with the Jews. It would be. I mean, they it had some be, yes. very formal mm-hmm. things that they would do that was necessarily part of their worship. Mm-hmm. And most of it was about us being together. Yes, I agree. You know, um, I used to, as I was uh, younger in my faith, I, I memorized a lot more scripture than I do now. Yeah. Um, and Psalm 100 was the second psalm that I memorized. And the 23rd was not the first. It was Psalm 117, the shortest psalm in the in the, the Psalter. Uh, psalm 117 is very brief, two two verses, I think. So I memorized that one, and yeah. then I did. I committed this to memory. And New Testament was Jesus wept. Yeah. Oh, without a you doubt, you got that one like yeah. that yeah. day. Yes, John. By that evening, you had it done. <laughs> Uh, I've got to tell the story very quickly, but when I was uh, uh, pastor, it was this first few years, I was pastor at Dallas Bay, and I was doing a deacon's retreat, and I went around the room, <laughs> I went around the room and said to each deacon, would you please quote for me your favorite Bible verse? And here's what I said, and it can't be John 3.16. <laughs> I got to one gentleman who had been a deacon probably his entire adult life since he was married at 18. He did not know another verse in the Bible besides John 3.16. And he kept going, well, it's my verse, and you can't take it away from me. Oh, well, so I understand. Yeah, take yeah, it, but give right. me another. Yes, yes. No. <laughs> and I knew right, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I have inherited uh, <laughs> something here. Oh, uh, even I mean, if you were smart, you go, oh, Jesus wept. He just moved my heart when I read that. <laughs> but not even that. Just, no, John 3, 16. Oh, no, mercy. can't be John 3, 16. Right. Well, it is. <laughs> So I appreciate the fact that you said you spent the time yes, studying yes. and memorizing the scripture, yeah. and and I, you know the first one because it meant so much to me, Revelation three twenty, because oh, that yeah. was used when I was saved. Right, I know it was out of context. Yes. everybody knows yeah. that. Yeah, but listen, whatever brings you to Jesus, right, and that did bring me Jesus. And hold so us stand at the door, knock. Yes, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Sup with him, and he with me. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I preached on that many times too. But anyway, we're gonna keep getting off the subject here. Right, and I'm the one that's leading this off subject. So to our podcast listeners. I apologize. Mm, mm. <laughs> Let me read the first verse. Yes. Uh, Psalm 100, verse 1. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you 
lands. Okay. I'm going to read the verses you're going to comment, and I'm going to comment. Yes. Uh, when I memorized it, it was in the King James Version, and it was make a joyful noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many here. people have used that right. to say that's how they sing. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I've heard you sing. So yes, same thing, totally right? Yeah. Make a joyful shout to the Lord. I just want to be obedient. Oh, you <laughs> lands. Tell me what you think about that, man. Again, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it from this perspective that I'm looking at it. Notice this inclusive. Now, they aren't talking, I don't think they're talking about all pagans, all, you know, the people of Canaanites and that sort right, of thing. Right, right. Saying, this is, a, this is where the people would come in from different areas who had this one thing in common. We're going to Jerusalem, dude. Yeah, yeah. We're going to go worship. Right, right. So all of us, we are united in this one belief, this one central theme. We're coming together to worship God at the temple. Mm-hmm. So all the lands, regardless if you live nearby in Jerusalem, in Bethlehem, or you're out in Judea, Samaria, wherever you might be, mm-hmm. let's come together. Let's make this one shout because... This is an exciting thing to come before the Lord. Yeah, I, I agree. And and actually, that word "shout" and this might you know scare some Baptists, but it's like a battle cry. Yeah, you know, it, it it really is. It's like a battle cry. It's the same word that was used when the Israelites went around Jericho seven times, and and God told them to shout. Yeah. You know, and the walls came a tumbling down. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a battle cry. It's a trumpet call. Um, and it was also used, I believe, I remember correctly, when uh, royalty appeared, and you were supposed to, you know, be very enthusiastic if mm-hmm. your king appeared. Mm-hmm. And so it's not something that's uh, real quiet. You know, we're told when I was growing up, my mom always said, "Hey, keep it down." You yeah, know, keep it down. Yeah, you know, hush up. You know, I don't know how many times my dad said, "Tony, use your inside voice." You know, use your inside voice. And I believe that we. Uh, when we walk into church, so often mm-hmm. that is our mindset. You know, when it's like a mausoleum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we hear it growing up, but but honestly, in many ways, uh, Psalm 100 teaches us to turn up the volume. Yeah. You know, to shout. Uh, to make a joyful noise mm-hmm. uh, to the Lord, to raise the roof in many ways. I had a high school football coach that would say that all the time when it was we had a pep rally. He'd say, let's raise the roof. Uh, and that's what I'm talking about, being excited about uh, your faith, being excited about having this opportunity and invitation right. to come before the Lord. Yeah, yes. I, I mean, I like the word also joyful, Dr. Mm-hmm. D. You know, it's not just any old kind of noise. It's not just any old kind of shout. Right. It is a joyful one. You know, and I often say this from the pulpit whenever I preach, from time to time, um, it's when our the honeypot of our soul turns over, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and we just get with God, and and He has gotten with us, and it just turns over, and and it's joyful. It's not mournful. It is absolutely joyful, and many times it's not refined. It's not dignified. Right. You know, it is. It's just. It is about coming together to worship. Right. It's not just hey, let's just go around shouting all the time. Yes. It, it's about that joy that comes from and. Um, I knew back in um, 2018, 2019, that when I began using the terminology, I have to go to church rather than I get to mm, go to church, yeah. that it was about time for me to hang it up for a while. I was pretty much done in. I, I yeah. spent so much time over those 30 years of just in church mm-hmm. constantly that it was becoming just a job. Yes. And mm. that I didn't need to be there. Right. And someone right. else needed to lead them joyfully to that. 
so I think that, and and now just after having some refreshing time, I really look forward again mm. to going to church. Right. Yes. And I think that's a way that we can kind of um, evaluate our um, our relationship and yeah. our desire to worship. Is is it that you have to go to church or you get to go to church? Do you shout because you're going or you? complaining because you're going, <laughs> right? So I yeah, think that's one yeah. way to look at it. You know, it. Robert Murray McShane, Doc, said, I feel it is my duty to be as happy as the Lord wants me to be. I like that. Yeah. And we ought to be that happy. I love the song. I wrote it down here. When I'm sad, to him I go. No other one could cheer me so. When I'm sad, he makes me glad. Mm. He's my friend. That, that'll make you shout right yeah, there. Yeah, you know, I mean, really that, that's some good stuff. And actually... 18 different times, if I remember correctly, 18 different times, Scripture tells us to shout and uh, shout joyfully. We all start service tonight that way. Yeah, I I should. You say, hey, let's be biblical tonight. Let's just let's just start with a shout. Start with a shout. See if yeah. your people just faint. Okay, I'll text you in the morning and tell you if I did or not. <laughs> but if you still have a job. <laughs> oh my gosh! So make okay. a joyful shout to the Lord, all yeah. you lands, and then verse two, serve. The Lord with gladness come before his presence with singing. Tell me what they mean there. I've I've struggled with this one, the serve. Is that, are they talking about serving the Lord out where they are? Because I don't know that that fits what I understand about Jewish life. Yeah, I Uh, mean, the way I look at it is whatever you're doing, you know, I think, number one, it, it probably does talk about the Levites and the priests. Yeah, that's, the that's where I go. Okay. Yes. you got the congregation right. should shout because we're coming together. Yeah. The, the Levites would not. They were there. Exactly. They were. They were. They so were. their view, and that's what I was saying about myself, Yeah, we really need to serve the Lord with gladness. It yes. shouldn't be a burden uh, it should be something that we are privileged to do. You know, the temple dock was 24-7. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, they had to keep the fire going all the time. Yeah. Uh, they had to keep the lamps trimmed. I yeah. mean, the oil in the lamps, the altar fire going. Uh, in the book of, uh, I think it's First Chronicles, it tells us that, that the choir, uh, they had to be ready day and night. You know, and mm-hmm. and and so I mean, they didn't sing all night. Right. No. Uh, that there was one feast where they did sing at night, but but they had to be ready day and night. And so uh, I mean, the watchmen of the temple, right. you know, and so it was a twenty four seven thing. And and I think uh, initially it does serve the Lord. Hey, Levites, yeah. you know, priests serve the Lord with gladness. But mm-hmm. then I think as we look at it, you know, uh, and as we preach it, and as we look at it, we talk about that. But also, man. However, you wherever your occupation is, yeah. if you're a carpenter or whatever, a plumber, right. you know we are to serve the Lord. The other thing you do is a do unto the Lord. That's right. Yeah. Yes, and and do it um, with with gladness. Mm-hmm. And again, that word means with exceeding joy. Yeah, you know, and uh, and I tell you what, it's not just reading the Bible; it's, it's living the Bible. Yeah, it's not it's hard. joy isn't based upon your outward circumstances right. either. Yeah. That's happiness. Exactly. We we want to talk about joy. That that is uh, even if you're coming in from 
uh, as these people would be doing, coming in from miles away mm-hmm. to worship the Lord on the uh, pilgrimage feasts that right. they had. Right. Um, it doesn't mean that they just had a good crop or mm. the family's doing well or no one's sick or no one's lost their job. Mm. Uh, it is this joy that we have because we know regardless of the station of life, we can come before the Lord. Right. right? And yeah. he's going to receive us and accept us in regardless if we, we are low on the totem pole or we numero uno in mm. the community. He's going to accept. And I think that's what he's talking about. It's the joy, not the happiness that comes. And I, I, I really think that uh, in some instances, faith has been wrongly uh, portrayed yeah. as your life is just a bed of roses. Oh, mercy. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, no. It's no. not. It's it not. sure has not been in my life. No, I have not yeah. found, found it to be true. No, but I agree. These journeys, I mean, uh, you and I have, of course, been there. Um several, several times, but can you imagine making the journey like from the Dead Sea area, you know? Um, it's all uphill. All uphill. <laughs> and, and then also coming down from where Lebanon and Syria is right. up there in that area, um, coming down the Jordan Valley, you right. know, and... and Full and of robbers yes. and thieves. Yes, And uh, coming water. from the Mediterranean area. I mean, uh, coming and, and then arriving... Um, with gladness, yeah, yeah. with gladness. Well, you know, I, I'll, I'll never forget the first time I ever saw the temple, and I won't give the story because we don't have time here, but we made a, an unexpected trip to Jerusalem because we got out of Bethlehem. Our group did not want to stay, not in, excuse me, not in Bethlehem, Jericho. Okay. Uh, we were in Jericho, and we are supposed to spend the night, and my group came to me and said, we are just not comfortable here. Hmm. It was a weird situation. We all had a check in our spirit about it, and... So I went to the our leader, you know, our group leader, and said, "Hey, um, these people do not want to stay here tonight." And of course, he want people to be happy. So I don't want to do this late date. So call, and sure enough, got this beautiful little cosmopolitan boutique hotel because hmm. it was just a large Sunday school class. The first one I went with was maybe eighteen people or right. so. And so uh, got so we packed up everything, got in the bus, and took off out of Jericho. You know how far it is; it's yes. not that long mm-hmm. a drive. You go out to the road, take a right, head toward, and what you do is you come up on the side of uh, of Gethsemane from, yes. from the yeah. wet, from the east. And when we topped the hill, they had the Temple Mount just mm-hmm. illuminated, yeah. and yeah. my heart just leapt. Right. Went, oh yeah! Wow! Yes. That, yes. I can imagine now. Now, not the dome mm-hmm. there. Then it mm-hmm. was the temple, and mm-hmm. they would top a hill, and suddenly. Lit and shining and yes. beautiful. Uh, what what an amazing, <laughs> incredible thing that would have been for them to see. Yeah, every time we crest that hill <clears throat> on in the CD player, they sing that song and they play that song, Jerusalem, yeah. Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and it <clears throat> it is incredible. What do you think? <clears throat> this verse, come before His presence with singing. Mm-hmm. That, that's a, you know, <clears throat> I know as I've looked at it. Excuse me, you know, come before His face. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> I mean, it is, it is, it is amazing, you know, that we now we have access, you know, um, because uh, when he Hebrews. died, yeah, <laughs> that's what? all. That's all Hebrews is about. That's exactly about that way opening a more perfect way, <clears throat> opening because Christ and His blood made it possible that we can come boldly before the throne of grace. Right, exactly, and so uh, I mean that it, we have that accessible. Uh, ability, that ability to come before his face. And so here, mm-hmm. come before his presence. Boy, mm-hmm. I tell you what, when you begin to think about 
all God is and yeah. who God is. Um, uh, you can come before his presence and hopefully singing with right. a joyful heart. You know, that They truly believed that the mercy seat was a throne of God yes. in their presence. And yes. They had a diff- slightly different view that we have, and, and rightfully so, that uh, they believe as they got closer to Jerusalem and the temple, the closer they got to God. Right. And they were coming before his presence. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that he didn't see them or didn't know where they were, but they really believed that God was uh, centrally located in a place. That's where mm-hmm. you brought your sacrifices. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't bring your sacrifices into the village. Right, right. Uh, you, you only learned the word in the village. Mm-hmm. You had a rabbi and you probably had a synagogue later. Mm-hmm. You know, later in Jewish tradition, you had synagogue. But they came before his presence. Now, what we love about Christianity, we can apply this to ourselves, is John writes yeah. that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And yes. we beheld his glory, the glories yes. of the God and Father, full of grace and truth. I mean, now we have immediate access mm-hmm. we don't have to travel to some distant place oh well, by the way you don't have to go to church yeah. to meet with god mm-hmm. uh it is that you can meet him in your closet yes right exactly yeah. so we can have that same experience uh, just think if you had to travel by foot a hundred miles yes. you know and in anticipation of meeting with him but one thing that would do i think brother t is that it would make the anticipation greater than what well yeah i gotta go to church this morning Good, Ned. It's right. what is it? Three quarters of a mile? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sure we got time this morning? We got so many things to do. Oh my! And our yeah. whole mindset changes. Right. Just think if you had to pack up the family for mm-hmm. weeks mm-hmm. and go traveling there, spend some time there, and come back. Yeah. Three times a year, right? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Would you Would yeah. you have the same? But that anticipatory. It's like Christmas. It only happens once a year now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. as a child, particularly, you anticipate. I think they anticipated it, and the closer they got, the more excited they were about being in the presence of God. And they didn't even get to see the Ark of the Covenant. No, they didn't get you to know, see the the high priest once a year on the Day of Atonement. They, they got to you listen know. for the bells. Yes, as he yes, walked in. You the, know. Uh, but everything, Temple. I mean, even inside the ark, you had the pot of manna. Right. You know, not not mayonnaise, but manna. Yeah, you know. thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> and you and you had uh, Aaron's budding rod. Right. You know, and then, of course, the Ten Commandments. Yep. And as as we know, all of those things point to Jesus. That's right. Every one of them point Every to Jesus. Every one of them. And even the mercy seat, you know, where the blood was uh, placed, you know, points to Jesus. And so... Um, it's 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 interesting, exciting to look at that yeah. as they approach that. But then we as believers, um, you know, we have access because we are the temple of God. Yeah. You know, our the Bible says in First Corinthians, I think it's six, that uh, that we're bought with a price. Yeah. And that we are the temple of God. Awesome. And so, verse three, man. Yeah. Know that the Lord. Listen to this. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Yeah. That's a, that's a mouthful. That is a mouthful, particularly when you, as you have a hard time with your voice right now. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but this is where particularly it gets into the corporate view of mm-hmm. being the people of faith. Right. Uh, the, to the Jews, the chosen people, to us as the body of Christ. It, he made us. Mm. We are. Yeah, his people. Right. We are the sheep of his pasture. So, 
it, 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 now we're looking at ourselves corporately as the body of Christ. They were looking at themselves as the people of God. And I, I have a view of the first part. It may not be aligned just with your, but it is God chose us. I think that's what it means by he made us. He mm-hmm. He's the one who called us out. Mm-hmm. We are his people. Right. We didn't do that. It wasn't mm-hmm. of our own merit, our own worth. It was God by his His sovereignty. Mm-hmm. He said, this is the group of people that I'm going to use to share the truth of who I am to mm-hmm. the entire world. And through this group is going to come uh, a Messiah yeah. who will then share that with the whole world. Right. Uh, and I think they felt very privileged to be us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We didn't We didn't do this ourselves. I don't know that it necessarily means about he knit our, I mean, there's other places we can talk about. He, yeah. he knit us in our mother's womb right. and, you know, he created us yes. from whatever. I, I think this is talking about how God has put them together. He has created them as his people. We are his sheep of his pasture. Yes, yes. You know, the first part of that, know that the Lord, he is God. Uh That word know is a very intimate word. I mean, it's not talking intellectually. Right, it's not a head knowledge. Yeah, it's not a head knowledge. It's a heart knowledge. It means to comprehend, discern, to really, to really, really know. And then the word Lord there is all caps, which is Yahweh. Yeah. You know, so we are to know Yahweh, that he, Yahweh, is God, Elohim, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I think that screams uh, in an awesome way, you know, that God is the only God, you know, they had a lot of pretend gods, you know, false gods, Molech, I call it Baal, Baal, or however you say it, you know, Baal, Dagon, you know, all of Asherah, all of these false gods. Right. Um, but uh, I think it's in Jeremiah, Jeremiah that says, you know, that there is no other God, mm-hmm. that I am God, there is no other God. Mm-hmm. And, and so here, uh, as we get to the middle part of the psalm, know intimately, not just intellectually, as you said, Doc, right. but know intimately that Jehovah, Yahweh, He, the antecedent for He is, is the Lord, Yahweh, He is God, He is Elohim. Mm-hmm. And there's a plurality, I think, in that Hebrew word there of Elohim. Mm-hmm. And then as you were saying, it is he. He who has made us and not we ourselves. I mean, you yeah, know. Shirley wow. McLean, for the people who remember, <laughs> when she stood out and declared that she was God, I just, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You, you just imagine God in his greatness and, and with pity. Right. You know, looking yes. down upon her. She goes, I'm God. <laughs> And going, oh my goodness, how yeah. how far we have slipped. But that's that that has been the case throughout the centuries, where people, you know, have assumed deity, right, and divinity, and said that you know we are God and we can we make ourselves. And I don't know that there was if this was speaking against any particular viewpoint in the world of that day, but right. it certainly is a viewpoint of our day. Mm-hmm. People say if there is a God, then I'm He. Mm-hmm. It's funny the T-shirt that years ago on the beach in Florida the one side of the t-shirt says, I'm sure that there is a God and you looked around as the person walked by you and you're not him. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, you know, that that's the one thing that we can be sure you can see that the heavens declare his glory, that there is a God. Yes. But as you said here, we can intimately know him. Right. Yes. With, with the mouth 
you know, salvation is made, the confession of the mouth, but in the heart mm-hmm. is where we believe. Mm. We believe in the heart, not just our head. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure I had some seminary professors that the, the knowledge never traveled those few inches from their head to their heart. Wow. Wow. Yeah. They, and it certainly wasn't expressed in their life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or their theology. Uh, we are his people <laughs> and the sheep of his pasture. It's, it's very personal. Yeah. You know, as we, as we approach the end of that verse it's just we serve a personal god mm-hmm. and uh, we're not just a number you know he he knows us and he that's knows. the link brother t between this and psalm 23 yes, it is one is looking from the perspective of an individual sheep mm-hmm. we're looking from the perspective of the flock of right. god here but in both he provides both our nourishment our provision for mm-hmm. each day but also our protection yeah. every day as yeah. we we are defenseless without him. Yeah, well, I mean, sheep, that's not a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, you go to a, go to a circus, there are not very many trained sheep. No, you know? they're not. They're, they're sort of dumb. Yeah. As you said, they're defenseless, you know. Got little round teeth. <laughs> don't have any daggers in there. They don't have any sharp hooves. No, uh, no direction. No they, they cannot, I mean, they, they, they just they just sort of, if one goes off a cliff, the other is going to fall low. Mm. I mean, they're just, they're a little dumb. Yeah. And so that, it's not a compliment. All right, verse it's four, not. brother. Uh, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Then it goes on, be thankful to him and bless his name. Yeah, that's, I mean, that that is uh, an architectural statement there because uh, this is exactly what's taken place. Yeah. They are anticipating uh, the shout begins the journey, mm-hmm. and now they have come close. They see the temple before them. And the first thing you go through, you know, they are the Nakanar Gate and all mm-hmm. the other gates in the city, mm-hmm. right? So you go yeah. through the gates of the city. And going, we made it. Right. Thank God we made it. Yes. We, we got past the robbers. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I always say robbers and thieves. I don't know the difference between a robber and a thief. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, we got past the criminals, uh, all of the disasters that could happen. It was not uh, easy road. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the things that could happen on the way. We made it another year. You can thank God for the year. And you get there. And so now you're inside. And then the temple is in full view because it's the highest point in the city. Mm-hmm. And then you move beyond the gates of the city and then you go into the courts because there's several courts in the temple, yeah. on the temple mount. Right, right. And that's when, you know, you think, but when you get in, it's time to praise God. It's right, exactly. It's time to worship when yeah, you get yes. there. It's time to have a hootenanny, man. Hootenanny. Hootenanny. Enter into his <laughs> gates with thanksgiving and into his courts of praise. Be thankful to him, and then I love this, and bless his mm-hmm. name, and yeah. bless his name. Barak is the Hebrew word there for bless, and and the word, it's interesting to think about blessing his yeah. name. We talk a lot about God blessing us, right? You know, but the word bless means to speak well of. You know, and even when you look at the etymology of the word there, to praise in many ways. You know, yeah. to bless, to praise um, his name. So they did know. more. Uh, clear this up for people that only look at the Jewish faith as a very liturgical yeah. thing where you go in and these people, the, the priests are the only ones that do anything and you kind of solemnly bring your whatever whatever you could afford or whatever mm. the particular offering was. You bring your doves, your pigeon doves or your lambs or your right. whatever. Uh, and you bring them in and he does everything and you just kind of stand back. I, I think that the picture is here. The people 
mm-hmm. were rejoicing yeah. the whole time they're there. It was not a quiet moment at all. But right. I mean, it was a, it was as you said, a party, and mm-hmm. it wasn't just the priests that were participating. Everyone was participating in this particular time of worship. Yes, yes, and and it leads us. I think it beautifully leads us to that fifth verse. Uh, because it begins with four, you know, all yeah. of this is leading up to for the Lord is good. You could almost say because, yeah. you know, because or for the Lord is good. Uh, the word means agreeable, you know, yeah. uh, beautiful, um, you know, he's excellent. The Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. I hope they didn't sing good, good God, though. <laughs> That's my least favorite song. Is it oh, really? Oh, I get so tired of that. Oh, he's my He's good. He's so good. Yeah. He's good. He's yeah. so good. I said, come on. That was very little creativity in that song. I, I, I digress. <laughs> I think it's a personal problem. But anyway. <laughs> his mercy. His mercy is everlasting. Yeah. You know, um, loving kindness, I think, is another way that, that's been translated. His loving kindness uh, and I'm so glad it says everlasting, man. Yeah. Yeah, is everlasting. And and his truth endures uh, to all generations. All things shall fail, but the word right. shall go on forever. Yes, yeah. indeed. Everything, yes, indeed. Everything dissipates, but the word of God goes on forever. That's his truth, but that's also his son. Mm. The word became flesh. Yes. So going, that's yes. the Aaron's rod that budded yes. shows that eternal life right. in Jesus yeah. Christ. Aaron was the high priest, and it was validated by that. Yeah. Our Savior is the high priest. Right. And, um, and so, yeah, you're exactly right. That manna, Jesus is the provision. He's the bread of life, mm-hmm. John 6. You know, and then the the Ten Commandments were in there. Uh, the Bible tells us in my uh, Matthew five that he fulfilled the law and the prophets. That's right. You know? So everything, it all points to the gospel. He did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. Yes, and yes, yes. That is, that's some good stuff. Yeah. So as we think about Doc, as we think about. Um, Thanksgiving, and before I lose my voice completely, yeah, I like watching this. Though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what What are you What are you thankful for? Wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, can you go ahead and say me? But go ahead. Yeah, uh, you would be number two. Uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On a personal note, I, not everybody knows this about me, but I am a hypochondriac. I know that. And um, through all my years of ministry, I honestly, as a kid. I was this way as a kid. I didn't believe I'd live to be 30, mm. 40. I mean, when every disease out there is about to destroy you. And every time I went to the hospital or heard a diagnosis or a prognosis, it was mine. <laughs> it wasn't the person I was visiting. It was mine. And I'm I'm thankful God's allowed me to get here. Oh, my goodness. Right? Yeah. You know, I, I hear, here's, there's a lot of wonderful young preachers out there today. You and I were young preachers at yes. one time or another. Uh, but I'm just quite tell you, and any uh, it doesn't take any intelligence, any wisdom to be young. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. To to get to where I am, you, but you're not quite where I am. Uh, I'm thankful for God's mercy mm-hmm. uh, that He has kept me safe thus far. That He's not allowed me to destroy my own life because I made a lot of stupid decisions in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that His mercy is everlasting. That's good. As I'm brought up as a child, that His judgment was everlasting. That's what that mm-hmm. was the side of God that we looked at all right. the time. Was He's going to strike you down? Yes. You know the old Johnny Cash song. He's going to strike you down. Yes. And, uh, that's how we saw God, and I'm thankful that He let me live and know and teach uh, I, every every day 
I thank God for the ability to teach God. When people go, you know what? Thank you for sharing that. I never saw it that way mm-hmm. before. It makes sense now. Yeah. That just that just lights me up on the inside because that's that's serving in a place where God has gifted you. Because I don't have too many gifts. I'm not good at hardly anything. But you know, I have succeeded in yes. in in teaching God's word and writing a few books and that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. I'm just so thankful He chose a little country poor boy. Uh, you know, from a broken family to right, be able yeah. to influence some people's lives. Not a lot of lives, but That's some neat. people's lives. Yeah. I, I love those uh, Christmas plays you used to write. Man, yeah. I, I went to several of those. Yeah, I love yeah. that. That, yeah. that. It just, that, that, that lights me up too. Yeah, uh, maybe creativity. I'll be able to do that again sometime. Yeah, that, I mean, those were really, really, really good. Thank you. you. Know? Um, I, I guess, you know, what, what thankful I'm thankful for, for of course, um, you know, we're not in church. Well, we're in church, my office. Every time you're in church. In, uh, in sanctum. <laughs> the answer is Jesus. You know, I'm, I'm thankful for King Jesus. Yeah. In my relationship with him. Yeah. Uh, my family, you yeah. know. Um, I'm thankful for my family, my granddaughters. I yeah. love those two girls. Yeah. You know, and, and friends. I mean, you and I have talked about it before. The older yeah. you get. You know, More you friends can, matter. Yeah. I mean, if you can count your friends on yeah. your two hands. Your real friends. Cause, yeah, because we learn by the time you, you've been around the block a few times, yeah. you understand the people are just hanging on to your coattails. Yes. And yes. people are truly friends right. who, when everybody has left the room, they walk in. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, those and, people yeah, are there, there are a lot of acquaintances. Yeah. And, and rightfully owners. so. Rightfully yeah. so. You yeah. can't, can't invest in everyone like you can right. invest in yeah. a friend. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast by Adrian Rogers, mm-hmm. and he said, you know, of course, he preached a lot of different places. And um, when someone came up and said, hey, would you put me on your prayer list? Um, he didn't say it to their face, but he said under his breath, fat chance. You know, <laughs> and his thought was, you know, yeah. there's no way. I, there's no I pray way. for those that God has burdened me for. That's exactly And he, right. he said, you know, sometimes I would say, let's pray right now. Yeah. You know, um, but that is he, the, he understood. That's the greatest policy, yeah. and I'm sure you've probably adopted right. oh, yeah. that as well. Let's yes. pray right now. Then I can move on because I right. can't remember there's everybody no who way. asked that question. Yeah, exactly. There is no no way. You You mentioned something that I had forgotten about. But something that a local church did with corn. Yeah. You want to mention that? Because yeah. I think that's interesting. The church in which I was saved uh, as a young man would do something I thought was very corny at the time. <laughs> you know, you don't have appreciation for things like yes. this when you're young. But I was late teens. People would uh, come up to the altar, which was the Lord's Supper table, obviously, right. yeah. and get a piece of corn. You'd get a piece of corn when you came in. And then when you went to the altar, you took that piece of corn and you put it in a pot in a on a maybe even an offering tray if i remember correctly mm-hmm. and you dropped it in there and then you turned to the congregation in the microphone which very few people you know do right and said what they were thankful for mm. and i remember that th- those people took that seriously that a uh, lot of times those thankfulness that thankfulness was in tears oh boy you know thank yeah. you thank you for my family as you mm-hmm. said thank you for getting me through this situation and then sometimes just thank you for my church. We don't know how many people that have no other place to go yeah. where they feel welcome mm-hmm. besides in God's house. Right, yeah. And, yeah. and that back then, all right, so silly. I'm going to go up there and thank them for how good looking I am. You know, it was so, you know, horrible. Yeah. As I, right. I don't even know that I ever went forward because, yeah. you know, just that sort of mindset. But mm-hmm. now, mm. how... How wonderful that is for us to publicly profess what we are thankful for. And of course, I've got a wife. We're going to be celebrating 41 years next month. Oh, my goodness. 41 years. Wow. Never thought 
never thought that would ever anybody could put up with me, particularly for forty one years. Yeah, and she did, and she has, mm-hmm. and you uh, know we're closer now than we were forty one years ago right. when we got married. So, gosh, you, it, it's really hard, isn't it, to think of one thing that you're thankful for because His mercy is everlasting. Yes. Yes, yes. Psalm 95 says, come before his presence. This says, come before his presence with thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, and, and we, I think we ask, 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 and it's okay to ask for things, of course. Yeah. Um, but uh, but we do need to spend more time just giving thanks, yeah. you know, for who he is and what he has done in our lives. Well, regardless of how our listeners spend Thanksgiving, I think it, it's very important for us to stop and thank God. I, I know that was thanking God for our nation and for protecting us and providing for us certainly should be the case, but also get a little personal. And I think a, a good exercise for all of us will be just to sit down and spend a few moments thanking God for those things that come to mind. When you ask a question, like, ask yourself that question yeah. and just thank God for what is most important in your life that he has done for you. Right. Dr. D, I'm thankful for you, brother. I really I appreciate am. that. Brother. We've been friends a long time. We really have. What, 30 years maybe? Yeah. And uh, you haven't cast me aside. I appreciate that. No, and, and vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, man. Love you too. Love you, bro. All right. God bless you guys. Have a great Thanksgiving.